0: there. Michael Sargent is in. He's a faculty member at Bates College. He specializes in social psychology. I feel like we could probably do a show just on that, Michael. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Um, doing well. A little, little nervous. Uh, I've
1: uh, listened to some of your previous guests. Uh, they're pretty charming, way more charming than I am. So oh, I've got big shoes to
0: fill. Uh, it, it's really, yeah, we, we have some real charmers on here. We'll tell you some stories off the air of some things. That, yeah. <laughs> Someday I'm going to write Breakfast Club Uncut, and it's just going to be its going to be a bestseller. I'm going to go around the country. So what were things that happened off the break? Those are the shows right there that you wish you could put on the air. So talk a little bit about you. How did you end up in Maine, and how did you end up at Bates?
1: Uh, so I went to graduate school at Ohio State, or as we say, the Ohio State University. Did you ever dot the I? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I used to play the baritone horn, so a oh, small wow. version of the tuba. So if I'd been in the band, maybe mm-hmm. I could have pulled some strings, but no. Uh, But I certainly watched a lot of football there. (laughs) And uh, when I was getting ready to go on the academic job market looking for a position as a professor, uh, I got some great advice to look for uh, highly ranked liberal arts colleges that value teaching but also value research, places like Bates and Bowdoin and Colby. I had never heard of Bates. I applied. I flew out to visit. Um, had a wonderful time at Bates. Uh, as soon as I got the job offer, I canceled my other interviews because I knew that Bates was the place for me. I've been here since 1999, uh, living for the better part of that time here in Lewiston, Auburn. And so that's how I came here. I came here for the job.
0: Well, you know what? You've been here for a while, so you must have really liked it, which is cool. So It's working well. It is. What's, uh, what's the corner? Wait, let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Sure. So the corner is a live event. It's a monthly storytelling event held at Guthrie's Independent Theater on Park Street in Lewiston. Uh, Any of your listeners who are familiar with The Moth, uh, which airs on National Public Radio on Sundays here in Maine, uh, are familiar with our format. Uh, Every month, 10 people each get up to five minutes to tell a true first-person story Uh, And they do it without notes. Uh, We want to see them tell their story, not watch them read it. And they do it before typically a packed house uh, of really friendly audience. Uh, And all of the stories each night are on a common theme. So, for example, one of our first themes was fish out of water. Uh, Next Thursday, the theme is crush. Uh, And it's a really fun opportunity to hear your friends and neighbors, but also occasionally guests from out of state, come in and tell their stories, and also a chance for audience members who are ready to step up to the microphone themselves to tell
0: their own story. That's pretty neat. That's a that's a cool thing. What? How, why'd you organize the corner? Where'd the idea come from? Just kind of. So as any of uh,
1: my friends will tell you, I am uh, at my core a complainer. Uh, I can always find <laughs> something to complain about. And when I was serving uh, the artistic and cultural landscape uh, here in Lewiston, Auburn, a few a couple of years ago, I saw a lot of good things. Uh, and actually, in the 15 years, I've seen a lot of development uh, and I was excited about uh, what was here, but also eager to see more. And I thought I could complain about what's not here. Or I could actually do my part to add something new to what is here. And so I reached out to Heather and Randy, the owners of uh, Guthrie's Restaurant, and pitched them on the idea of trying the storytelling event. And so we planned uh, for a couple of months, uh, held our first one. And I thought, if we're lucky, we'll get 20 or 30 people in the restaurant. And over time, it will grow. Uh, at our first event the house was packed with about 80 people Uh, don't tell the fire marshal that but there were about 80 people who squeezed in (laughs) for the first event and we've had strong audiences since Uh, so clearly I was not the only person eager to see something like this, a storytelling event in Lewiston-Auburn, and it's been really gratifying to see how favorably it's been received, and how eager people are to actually contribute by telling their own stories.
0: Who attends? You got a bunch of Statler and Waldorf's out there? Or who is the (laughs) corner audience? (laughs)
1: So the corner audience is uh, delightfully diverse. Um, We draw students and faculty and staff from Bates, as you might expect, but we also draw regulars from Guthrie's Restaurant, uh, who have no connection debates. Uh, people from Portland have begun to hear about it, and they're coming up. Um, we've actually had storytellers visit us uh, from out of state who tell others about it. So, for example, this September, we hosted a storyteller from Hanover, New Hampshire. She had a great time. She told friends of hers who are storytellers in Vermont, and so they've been reaching out to me, inviting, uh, asking if they can come out and join us. And so uh, it's a place where people throughout New England who enjoy storytelling, who have heard about it, are eager to come join us and either just listen or tell their stories.
0: Who some of the storytellers, Ben? Anybody, anybody that anyone would know?
1: or uh, Residents of Auburn uh, can actually go find our YouTube channel if they Google the corner in YouTube, and they will see their own mayor, Jonathan Labonte, as one of our storytellers from this past January. He told a great story about a young man uh, with whom he grew up uh, who would visit from the New York area during the summers as part of a summer program. And I don't wanna give the ending to Jonathan's story away, but uh, Jonathan told a compelling story about this young man's life uh, that uh, still has relevance uh, to a number of social issues today. Uh, So, also another political figure who's told is uh, Jared Golden, who was recently elected to the Lewiston uh, State House, Bates grad, also a, a Marine veteran. Uh, but it's not just political figures. Um, uh, local teachers have told stories. Um, a medical student who comes up every month from Portland has told. Uh, uh, Bates students, uh, people who are regulars at Guthries, people who just walk in, um, who have stories to tell, will sometimes go to the microphone and do so.
0: I'm just impressed that Mayor Leboni just didn't tell a story about how he decided to wear his bow tie uh, bow tie more regularly than <laughs> everyone else. I, that maybe, was really maybe, maybe next time. It's good that there was something of substance to it. It was really nice. It was good. That's so unlike him, you know? <laughs> 716, 26 degrees. We're talking with Michael Sargent from Bates College. Getting caught up on quite a few things. Got a lot to talk about. We'll have more with him coming up. It's 717, it's The Breakfast Club on Z1055. The news continues now on the- 26 degrees, 724. Michael Sargent is in. from Bates College. He specializes in social psychology. How many different types of psychology are there? Uh, A lot. Really? Like, you just specialize in one? Like, why did you decide to specialize in social psychology? Like, what's the... So,
1: I actually went into psychology as an undergraduate, originally planning to be a clinician. Uh, So, I was going to have uh, the stereotypical, proverbial couch and listen to people talk about their problems because I wanted to help people, which is the most, I mean, that's a very common uh, reason that people give for wanting to major in psychology, wanting to help people. I took a social psychology course and saw that social psychologists study issues like prejudice and stereotyping. Uh, And uh, I saw that there were opportunities there through research to potentially help lots of people at one time, and so it was that course uh, taught by uh, Ralph McKenna, uh, you're probably not listening, Professor McKenna, but you are the reason that I am a social psychologist,
0: sir. Oh wow, that's that's pretty neat. You should. Oh, you know what? We've got all sorts of time here. You should do like a Fraser Crane show. Like, hi, it's <laughs> Dr. Sargent, I'm listening. You should. You could do that here. For like uh, an ma- hour. Maybe the
1: next time I come on, I'll do that. <laughs>
0: That would be fantastic now you've written a few op-eds in the sun journal i have um a, a few uh first off what uh, what starts you to what, what got you all fired up to do that and what what made you do it the first time
1: well the first op-ed that i wrote was actually in 2009 when the state legislature was debating uh, ld 1020 a bill that uh, would legalize uh, the issuance of marriage licenses to same-sex couples And uh, the backstory there, uh, we were talking about stories, everything for me is a story. Uh, The backstory there is a friend of mine had helped organize a rally in Augusta of proponents uh, who were telling these compelling stories about why it was important to legalize um, same-sex marriage. And I was invited to go, but declined to attend the rally because I thought that rallies feel good, they have symbolic value, but they don't actually change the opinions of legislators. I thought, this isn't actually going to uh, have any practical value, so I'll just stay home and work.
0: Does this go back to that negative thing that you, know, you find? The, the oh. the, <laughs> I'm a complainer. The, yeah, exactly. Exactly. that goes back to the complainer. Okay, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. all of a piece. I just wanted to tie that back. Yeah, and yeah. Please continue.
1: So uh, during the rally, I'm sitting at home at my desk, and I open up my laptop, and I go to the live feed of the rally. And I see these people telling these tear-jerking, compelling stories about how they want to be able to marry the person they love or uh, heterosexual parents wanting uh, their children or their grandchildren to have the same uh, rights, if they're gay, as their siblings who are straight. Just these moving stories. And it seems so meaningful and I'm grading papers. And so I'm contrasting what's happening there, which is really powerful and meaningful to me marking off points for inappropriate use of apostrophes. And never had my job felt so empty as in that moment. And I thought, is there a way that I can take what I do as a social psychologist and actually connect it to this issue? And I saw connections between work that we do in social psychology, particularly on moral judgment, and the ways in which moral judgments can actually have irrational bases, and the public policy debate that was happening. And so I wrote this op-ed, which was essentially an open letter to legislators making a case for why it was important to legalize same-sex marriage.
0: It was obviously well done, because they asked you to go back, so that's good, right? Yeah, I'm
1: I'm pleased to have had opportunities to write for them again. That's good, that's good stuff.
0: We're talking about Michael Sargent, who's a faculty member at Bates College, he specializes in social psychology, Getting caught up on quite a few things here. We've talked about the corner, which uh, happens over at... She doesn't like Guthrie's, what, every every Thursday? Every uh, no, Thursday? I wish we could do it that often. No, it's the second Thursday of each second month. Second Thursday of each month. Okay, uh, and that'll be... You'll have one coming up here. In-
1: uh, April 9th,
0: tickets are released today at 5 p.m. Excellent. We'll talk more with him coming up. It's almost 729, 26 degrees. This is The Breakfast Club on Z1055. Game on the line. Do you have your... z Z1055. All the fives that we can get in there. Twenty-seven degrees, right on the dot. At seven thirty-seven, Michael Sargent continues. Now he's a faculty member at Bates. He specializes in so- social psychology. He went to Ohio State University. He never the, did get a the chance. The Ohio State. The Uni- Ohio State University. He never did get a chance to dot the i though. So that's. Good football team this year though. It's yeah, pretty good. Team. I think they did
1: well. They did
0: they did all right. They actually won a legitimate playoff championship <laughs> this year. It was, very, it was very good. It was nice of college football to actually get that together. It was it was nice. <laughs> it was an actual playoff. Like, wow, what 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 welcome to two thousand and fifteen. So in your first up in the Sun Journal, you, you essentially wrote an open letter to state legislators and urging them to pass a bill legalizing same sex marriage. Why do you think that was the right move for the state? Obviously, probably just getting with the times and and how was that received by folks?
1: Sure. So um, as the headline of that op ed indicated, I was inspired to write that in part by uh, the Supreme Court decision out of the state of Iowa, Iowa. And so those uh, Supreme Court justices looked at the arguments against legalizing same sex marriage and said for a number of reasons, that they weren't good arguments, and and I won't take up a lot of time going over that, but I just looked at them. So for example, uh, people who are opposed to same-sex marriage sometimes say that uh, allowing gay couples to become parents is going to be bad for children, that children need a mother and a father. And I'll admit that when I was younger um, and wasn't really thinking about things as, as, as much as I have more recently, I might have bought into that argument, but all of the experts who've looked at all of the evidence say that there's no indication, no evidence, to suggest that gay and lesbian parents are any less effective uh, than, um, than straight parents, uh, whether it's the American Psychological S- Association or the, Amer- the American Psychiatric Association or the National Association of Social Workers or other organizations. They've all looked at the evidence and come to the conclusion that gay and lesbian parents are just as effective at raising happy, healthy children as straight uh, couples uh, who choose to have children. And, and, and what's more, at the time that um, LD 1020, the bill to legalize same-sex marriage, was con- under consideration... You could marry and potentially become a parent if you were a convicted felon or if you were a so-called deadbeat dad. You had a history of not paying child support. So people who are saying, oh, we can't let uh, gay couples get married and have kids because it's bad for the children. were going on a crusade against that but they weren't saying anything about convicted felons or deadbeat dads, and, and that suggested, you know, the real reason isn't really about protecting the children. That's not what it's really about. It must be something else, and there's a lot of reason to think that it's just that homosexuality makes some people uncomfortable, and, and I get that, but that's not, that mere discomfort just doesn't strike uh, a lot of people as a sound basis for public policy.
0: What does it say about Maine that it approved the, uh, the Marriage Equality Act, the ballot box back in 2012 after the first time when it got kind of narrowly defeated? It, the fact that we were one of the first states to legalize it
1: not through court order but by a vote of the people says something wonderful about the people of Maine. It says that we recognize as a state uh, that a majority of our voters recognize that it is right to treat gay and lesbian couples the same as straight couples. Our voters recognize that to do anything else treats gay and lesbian couples as if they're second-class citizens and in 2012 when that um, uh, ballot initiative ballot initiative passed we recognize that that is just not the right way to be and it's been a real pleasure to look at the polling data that show that over the last 15 years we've seen america shift from a majority of voters uh, being opposed, or a majority of survey respondents being opposed to same-sex marriage, to now when a majority support it. And Maine really lived up to its state motto, the motto being "Dirigo," uh, I lead. Maine was a leader. At the, at the, um, um, in the voting booth, uh, Mainer said, we are going to stand on the side of justice and the side of equality. And I think that's, that's a wonderful thing. It tells people around the country who are looking for places to relocate, that Maine is a place that embraces talented individuals and talented couples regardless of their sexual orientation. And what better message could a state send to people who are deciding where they want to make their
0: life? Well, and it really it shows uh, kind of the regional image for something as well. when somebody's looking to go somewhere to settle down or maybe even vacation or something. you know, if you're looking at something like, say, what's going on in Indiana mm-hmm. right now, as compared to here, it's uh, you're going to make your deci- your vacation decisions or your settle down decisions a little bit different. I'm assuming
1: you may have heard. It sounds as if you're a sports fan. Uh, uh, so uh, I, I noticed that uh, Charles Barkley was urging the NCAA not to have the Final Four in Indiana this week. My dream is that they would actually move it to Maine. Right? They should have it right at Bates. <laughs> they should do. <laughs> yeah, we, we can fit all those fans you into Alumni right Gymnasium.
0: I'm sure that that'll work. I'd love to see him try and fit him down in Portland into the uh, the insurance center. That'd be good. That'd be good <laughs> stuff. Goodness gracious. Michael Sargent is a faculty member at Bates College. He specializes in social psychology. We'll have more with him coming up. We'll talk about his most recent op-ed, No More Cheerleading. That has nothing to do with marriage equality. That actually has to do about L.A. <laughs> that would be an entirely different op-ed. It's 743 and 27 degrees. you listen to The Breakfast Club on Z1055. The news continues now. here for Michael Sargent specializes in social psychology over at Bates. He's a faculty member over there. He's been there since 1999. Been talking about quite a few things. We talked about The Corner. That happens the second Thursday of every month over at, uh, she doesn't like Guthrie's in Lewiston, and tickets. In, 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 in the theater, actually. In the theater, okay, and, and we're giving away, and uh, the, the tickets are released today at 5 for there? uh
1: 5 p.m. today. Okay,
0: excellent. Also talked about some op-eds that he's written on marriage equality. And uh, now we're going to talk about his most recent op-ed, which is called No More Cheerleading. Um, This is not anything against the Lewiston High School cheerleaders. They continue to be awesome. This is a totally different thing about cheerleading. Uh, This is about uh, kind of talking about where you live and the L.A. It's happening here stuff. Let's talk about this one. What motivated you to write it? So... uh a
1: couple of weeks before my op-ed uh, ran in the paper, I saw an op-ed by another uh, previous guest of yours, uh, Jason Levesque, uh, and he was joining others in making a case for how we need to do a better job of marketing uh, Lewiston-Auburn, and I was motivated to write my piece because I thought that there was an, there was an argument missing um, that needed to be put out there, and that is we, sure, we need to market the community, but we also need to make sure that the fundamentals of the community uh, are sound. Uh, And and what I mean by that is this. Uh, As you said, I've lived here since 1999, and we've seen a lot of change in this community. Uh, Lower Lisbon Street uh, has changed dramatically. Um, There are a lot of great things here that we do need to celebrate, Um, but we also can do so much more. And I think that Trying to improve the region, of, the image of this region uh, is not just about better salesmanship and better marketing, but it's also about having even more businesses uh, that are doing interesting and exciting things. Uh, and, and what I was urging in the, uh, in the op-ed is not to just spend time talking about how great we are, but to find our own ways, each of us, to make the community even greater. Uh, So what Luke Livingston and his crew are doing at Baxter Brewing is really impressive. Uh, Luke Livingston was recognized by Forbes magazine as one of the top 30 entrepreneurs under 30 within just a year or two of starting the business because he's doing something really, really good there. And the more that people like Eric Agrin and and Men Wen at, uh, at Fuel and Orchid respectively do really good work at their restaurants, the more uh, that Kevin Cunningham and his staff, uh, along with uh, Tom Ardia at Marche, do really great work there, the more that people are going to hear that great stuff is happening here in Lewiston-Auburn. But the key is not to so much talk about it as to be about it, uh, to borrow from an old phrase. We need to actually try to do good stuff here. And so what I was arguing in the op-ed is to focus on that. Um, and, and actually, one of the things that I recalled in the op-ed was when I was um, a young boy, I... Uh, I decided to give myself a nickname. and <laughs> That always goes well. It did not go over well. Uh, but I decided one day, you know, I'm, I'm going to be Scooter. That's going to be the nickname. I'm going to give myself a nickname. And it just doesn't work that way. And and my hunch is that it doesn't work that way for cities either. We can come up with great slogans like, L.A., it's happening here. But what really changes the image of a place is not our attempts to say things about it that are good but to actually make sure that we're doing good work and that's what i want the emphasis to be on more than marketing
0: joined by scooter Sargent now he's a faculty <laughs> member at Bayes college specializes in social psychology it's actually michael Sargent, but you know either, either thank way. you what's the uh, what's the reception to the op-ed ben
1: Um, Mostly positive, at least the people who've come up to me. Most people who have approached me have had good things to say about it. Uh, I actually uh, bumped into uh, Jason uh, at the uh, sushi bar uh, at Orchid recently, and we had a great chat. Um, And uh, it was clear that I hadn't persuaded him, but he and I are just in two very different ways approaching the same goal. Uh, Ultimately, our goal is to enhance the image of Lewiston-Auburn, and my emphasis is on encouraging more people to open, whether it's a craft brewery or a restaurant, or um, to launch a new artistic event in town, to do something. Um, And his emphasis is on marketing what's here, and together, I'll admit, we need both. We need some cheerleading, but I also want to make sure that we have something worth cheering about.
0: What kind of cheerleading do you think could be used and utilized?
1: So where I do think the most important kind of cheerleading is, is in attracting new entrepreneurs who are going to come to this community and launch uh, the next craft brewer, launch the next restaurant, uh, launch launch the next uh, movie theater. We want to get people here who are not just consumers, but also doers and producers.
0: Michael Sargent is a faculty member at Bates College. He specializes in social psychology, also writes a, quite a few op-eds for the Sun Journal, and we've been talking about them here. I talked about The Corner as well. That happens over at the theater, or it, she doesn't like Guthrie's, every, uh, it's the second Thursday of every month. Yep. And uh, they'll be releasing tickets for uh, the April 9th event at 5 p.m. today. No, do you have to go over there to get them? Can you get them online? How does that whole thing work?
1: So, if you go to come to the corner.eventbrite.com, again, that's come to the corner.eventbrite.com, you can get the tickets, and the tickets are zero dollars. They
0: are free. That's what everyone likes to hear. Zero point zero. That's good stuff. Michael, thank you very much.
1: Been a pleasure. Thanks I, for having me.
0: I know it's tough to get up this early, so it's, <laughs> appreciate it. It's good stuff. We'll have more coming up. Julia Rubinovitz and Jeannie Paquette will join us from the main department of Layer coming up. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Z1055. The Breakfast Club!